Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hey, what's up? I'm Elaine. Oh, Carly. Hello. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us piss, picks a specific movie genre. <laughs> Each of I us horror thriller. How do you piss a movie genre? Well, depends on which one. I mean, maybe John's with the action adventure, but science fiction fantasy pissing? I don't want to know about that. Mm. I, do. I, don't, I don't think I piss strong. I don't, don't, don't want to piss horror. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, when you got, only when you got the kidney stone. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to this podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week, on the podcast, is Tony's pick. The Wolfman. And I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite character has got to be Scott Howard. Oh, I thought you were going to say his nards. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, Scott, when he was on top of the, the van surfing... That was a different Wolfman. I didn't know... Wait, what? <laughs> I was Team Wolfman. And, and Styles is cooler. Styles is not cooler. <laughs> Styles cannot turn into a werewolf. That's true. My favorite Styles t-shirt in the home movie is when he's in the garage looking for the weed and he's wearing a shirt that says, what are you looking at, dick nose? Yep. <laughs> I was one of that, where are you looking at, dick nose t-shirt. <laughs> All right, I'll keep, I'll keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Our anniversary is coming. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And they, this is the year of the dick nose. So. Such a great anniversary. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually porcelain is the gift, but... And I'm going to get Elaine a toilet because she's the shit. Oh, oh I hope not. Oh. <laughs> what if oh. it's one of those toilets that sing and wipe your bum for you? No, That's creepy. <laughs> Bidet. All right, so this is a 2010... Because there's about, I don't know, four or five Wolfman movies. Four or five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> the one with Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins, welcome back to the podcast. But we'll get to that. Go ahead and go through your thing. This has an IMDb rating of 5.8. Rotten Tomatoes, 35%. Budget was $150 million, and it made 61.9. Is, is that worldwide or U.S.? I think it's worldwide. Wow. wow. That's, that's, that's rough. rough. <laughs> but the Rotten Tomatoes score seems... Low. 35 seems low for this. I agree. <laughs> it won an Academy Award for makeup. That makes sense. That. Yeah, this was very well done. Way better than some of those other Wolfman movies that we've done. <laughs> or coming right off the Krull special effects <laughs> from a couple episodes ago. It, it might be that Krull was, you know, 84. Was it 84? And this, 2010. This was significantly better. <laughs> it was written by uh, Andrew Kevin Walker. He did... Um, Seven, Sleepy Hollow, 8mm, Panic Room, directed by Joe Johnson. He did Captain America, the first one, October Sky, Rocketeer. Oh, uh, Rocketeer. That's a movie I vaguely remember having seen as a child. Yeah, I heard of it. That's a superhero movie, but not. <laughs> movie stars uh, Benicio de Toro uh, from Usual Suspects and Sicario. He's from, you know, the collector in the Marvel movies. Uh, Emily Blunt. From A Quiet Place, Edge of Tomorrow, and the new Mary Poppins. That I don't know if it's a remake or a sequel. Or it's a sequel. It's a sequel. Oh. And that Edge of Tomorrow movie is real good. If you haven't seen it, you should give it a watch. Oh, I love that movie. I thought it's it was good. really, really good. I think really, really it. good. She gave it two really. I should check and see if we can Not really, really, really good. It'd be a good one to do on the podcast. <laughs> and, well, uh, wouldn't that fall on Carly? 
No. No, it's a... The Edge of Tomorrow is a, a science fiction... Is a sci-fi movie. And I don't know what movie you're talking about. I know you don't. That's why it would be a good one to do on the podcast. You know, it's the Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, also yeah, called yeah. Live, Die, Repeat, but then yeah. they changed the name halfway through the marketing. Right, that looked, really looked like a crap movie. How about you? How, when did you see it? Uh, I saw it on... And we don't talk about Cleveland. Uh-huh. I saw it when we were... Um, you the box. Streamed, I, I illegally streamed it. Ooh. Ooh. Man. The old Amazon Fire Stick thing. I don't think you can pick it. I just looked it up. 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's a no. And it made over $100 million. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll never see that movie. Birthday no. pick, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, I want Simon... to pick Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> that was underappreciated. <laughs> yeah, that made a billion, not a hundred billion. Exactly. <laughs> And Simon Merrill's, uh, he was in Spartacus, uh, Nightfall, and Legends of Tomorrow. Which one was that? Which one was what? Who is Simon oh, Merrill? he's Ben. He was in it for I know, I know. three just, seconds. He has like top billing on the thing for some reason. I'm sorry, Elrond was in it and doesn't get mentioned? No. Well, he comes up later. I'm going to show you. He, he's okay. not in your starring list, really? No, because he shows up halfway through the movie, so I have him. Yes, but he he's a up. very big name who's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And he's Mr. Smith, not Elrond. I can call him whatever I want. Agent Smith, not Mr. Smith. Agent Mr. Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Elaine, you hush or you'll learn all about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm. Oh. I know all about that movie. No, but Carly doesn't. I really don't. You keep talking about it. You keep teasing me with it. You can You're borrow it. <laughs> I'm not watching until he picks it. <laughs> I know I'm going to have to watch this movie eventually. I'm not going to push it. She threw down a gauntlet there. I'm not watching it until he picks it. Got a couple of reviews. Okay. All right. The first one. Uh, Not going to go on too much. Just wanted to ensure people do not, I repeat, do not watch this dire movie and put their money in their pockets of those who don't deserve it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He gave it a one out of ten. Thanks for the one. <laughs> Probably a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think you're allowed to give it a zero out of ten. Well, I think you should. If it was that bad, you can give it a zero. Uh, the uh, second one is uh, one of the most outstanding werewolf films I've seen in a long time. As compared <laughs> to what? High praise. In Paris? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, very exciting gothic wolfman werewolf film. Excellent version of the classic tale. The story is uh, well told, and it makes the film worth watching. Ten out of ten. 10 out of 10? Wow. Hmm. All right, there's going to be a bunch of noises. I grab, grab a bunch of mini sweet tarts. <laughs> and, and, okay, now that'll be quiet. Sorry. What did you think going in, John? I thought, is this the one with Jack Nicholson? No, that's Wolf. <laughs> I've almost done that a few times. Yeah. I'm like, um, I don't think I've seen this. I look forward to it. What did you think, Carly? I thought, Tony told me that it was a little scary. And so I thought, I don't know if I picked I didn't say the best it was scary. time I said it was violent. for a scary, violent movie because we watched it last night after dinner. <laughs> we watched it this morning. What's important is that we there was two versions of this: the unrated and the rated version. Yeah, the theatrical version rather. And the unrated version was twenty minutes longer. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yes. Well, I had to clarify. That's the one we watched, right? Yeah, we watched the unrated. John sends. He's like unrated or theatrical. I'm like, I don't know. Ask Tony which one he watched. He goes, I sent him a text. He didn't text me back yet. <laughs> and I like, I was like, oh, then, no, we were going to do theatrical. I was like, fine, just and do I'm theatrical. About, and I hit select because we rented it on um, the Voodoo. Yeah, we did too. And it was, so, and confirm your purchase. Bring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Tony. Yeah. He said unrated. Going back. Uh, <laughs> 
Good timing on your text. Yeah. yeah. My bad, because one of my... Like, that was one of those movie timings, where it's like, three, two, one. <laughs> one of my complaints about this movie was that it's a little too long. Maybe we should just watch the theatrical oh, one. maybe we should. If one of the complaints is that it's too long, yeah. you need to go back and watch the theatrical Well, since we interrupted it, I thought that we didn't. shorter, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're delaying right thing. Oh, sorry. I, I'm... I'm. I do oh, kind Tony's of. Tony's Sorry. I do kind of enjoy a monster movie. Usually, if I'm gonna like a movie, it's a monster movie. So I thought, ooh, this could be enjoyable. Hmm. All right then. All right. The summary: Lawrence Talbot returns to find his brother, who's gone missing. He meets uh, Gwen, his brother's fiance, and learns that a creature stalks the Blackmore lands and has ties to an ancient curse. Lawrence must find the beast and slay it, while dealing with the horrifying family legacy. The Talbots. Sir Talbot. Mm. So he's a knight. I don't know. It's very unclear. (laughs) Complaint number one. It's very unclear. Well... Are they nobles? Are they not nobles? They're clearly not counts. Otherwise, he'd be Count John. He's Mm -hmm. Sir John. Is Lawrence the oldest? Is he the youngest? What's happening here? Lawrence is the youngest. It's just... I thought he was the oldest. (laughs) It's very unclear. I thought you've always been my heir. I thought... Yeah, he said he was the heir. Okay. And he kept calling him the prodigal son. When he was beating him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. He sends him away. Wait, spoilers alert. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) You're right, you're right. I was misreading something you said. Well, the film begins um, in the... This cut of it with the original Universal Pictures logo from the 1941's Wolfman. That black and white with the words spinning around it. They didn't do that for the other one? No. Oh, see, they should have. That would have been a nice little nod. I enjoy little things like that. And I noticed. That's why this was probably the director's cut. Unrated version, they called it. But, but, but sure. it was, you know. Uh, we see a carving carving in stone. It reads, even a man who's pure of heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf with it when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. The wolf bane. That's also from the 1941 Wolfman movie. Wolfbane does not come into play at all. I kept waiting for the Wolfbane. There is no Wolfbane. <laughs> Spoilers are look. Spoiler alert. There's no Wolfbane. No it's very sad. It's in the background in the garden. <laughs> you have to look for it. So, so we, we start out. We're in a darkened forest. It's under a full moon in Blackmoor, England in uh, 1891. A lone man is wandering with a lamp, yelling out for somebody or something to show themselves. Then he's attacked by a large werewolf and killed. The title, The Wolfman Appears in Stone and Blood Drips Down. It's pretty horrific. Yeah. From there, we cut to Lawrence Talbot, who's Benicio de Toro's character. He's a Shakespearean actor of some acclaim, acting and on stage doing the poor Yorick speech from Hamlet. Um, a young woman, Emily Blunt, watches from the balcony with her opera glasses. We cut to the after party, and the actors are drinking and hanging around. Uh, Some Talbot's. ladies of questionable oh. virtue. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, hanging around Talbot while he lounges with a drink. Uh, the young woman comes to the door, and she's Gwen Conliffe. Uh, Conliffe. She has come to see Talbot. Um, she tells him his brother, his brother Ben's been missing for over a month, and. Uh, he, he, but he tells her he's been signed on for the next 30 performances and he's under contract. He leaves for America tomorrow. There's, you know, he's nothing he can do about it. This is and what I said. When does this movie take place? <laughs> and Tony looked it up for me. Because yeah. I was like, and the answer they're just was traveling to America. And <laughs> yeah. Like it's nothing. 
Well, it is. I don't think. I don't <laughs> think it why. is like. That's why he's like. I can't leave. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, Going to America. So he basically says good night. She says, you know, it must be great to deal with imaginary demons. Uh, you know, as an actor, but uh, mine are very real. And she leaves. Just kind of weighs on him. So he jumps on a train and uh, heads toward uh, his father's house. On the train, he meets an elderly man. Uh, who I really thought was going to be of more importance. It's Max von Sydow. He's always awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do anything. You know. Like, so what you mean to tell me is this guy... Well, go ahead. Do what it does. Now I'll let my amazing later. Well, they have some small talk. The older man shows Lawrence his walking stick. It's a, a heavy, heavy black cane topped with a large silver wolf's head. Um, I forget where he says it. I looked it up, but I forget where he says it's from. But it's kind of neat because the place that he said it was from had supposedly uh, werewolf attacks in real life. Like it was some crazy person running around saying there's a werewolf killing people. So what you're saying mm. is there's an old man with a werewolf cane. Mm. Happens to be on a train traveling with a guy who's about to become a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Well, may become a werewolf. It's <laughs> werewolf stuff. Somebody's a werewolf in this movie, I hope. And then never see him again. Mm-hmm. That shit's amazing. Well, was he even really there? <laughs> well, yeah, it, he has the cane. Is it one of those dreams? <laughs> well, where'd the cane come from? <laughs> well, we know that Lawrence has delusions. Maybe How did that he get really, the cane? Maybe that was really his cane. Maybe he bought it but didn't remember buying it and made up the story about this weird stranger on a, ca- on a train. Yeah, maybe uh, frogs had wings and bumped their ass when they hopped. Maybe it's just a train cane. I don't know, because then he falls asleep. Was he asleep the whole time? Because he picks up the picture off the floor. Well, Like the old man did. Inside the sword, is a, inside the cane is a small sword. The older, man, the older man wants to give it to Lawrence, but he says he can't accept. And Elaine got mad. She's like, why does anybody ever just want to give people things anymore? <laughs> no man, I, I've never been on a train and some man just tried to give me a cool sword stick cane. <laughs> like I fucking want one of those. That's right. If you meet like a man on a train, he's gonna try to give you the old sword stick. Oh, <laughs> <And then> I... <laughs> that so, can happen. Well, Lawrence is honored, but he can't accept. Scusi. Uh, but the old man says it's a little too heavy for him now. You need a good stick if you're walking through the moor. You know and what? It would and be then, nice to know that it's with a, a nice gentleman. And I really wish that those walking sticks were in fashion because I'd love to walk around with one. They're so cool. just bring it back. The the other significance of this is in the original movie, this cane is not not this cane, but a cane just like it is used to beat the werewolf to death. I wanted this cane to be what was used to beat the werewolf to death. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this well, cane <laughs> is going to be important. <laughs> yes, and we thought this old man was going to come back. But much like Wolfbane, this is all we get to this old man. Well, Lawrence falls asleep. Still my favorite character. I mean, um, I like him. And when he wakes up, <laughs> the man's gone, but the cane remains. Because he said, fuck you, you're taking this cane. Yeah. Can't insult me like that. So Lawrence returns to his father's palatial estate. Inside, the house seems abandoned, and a large hound lunges at him, barking. And uh, But his father... John Talbot, played by Anthony Hopkins, appears. Tells the dog Samson to heal. Welcome back to the podcast from Dracula. Dracula. I didn't know if you'd remember. It's, most people haven't seen it. It's a very underappreciated movie, I hear. <laughs> I mean, the CGI, and this was better than that. Because <laughs> they had that one blue flame thing. Mm-hmm. Safe, safe point. John tells Lawrence uh, they found his brother's body. Um, it was torn to shreds. And it's we, too late. Too late. And we meet uh, Singh, John's... Uh, manservant. Manservant. 
he tells Lawrence that Gwen is upstairs. She's staying here for the funeral. It Lawrence, was weird. Like, she just kept hanging out there. I said, and how she long didn't, is she going to stay? She didn't <laughs> seem to have an appropriate chaperone, which really bothered me. Because even as late as this, she would have needed a chaperone. Because women can't just travel around by themselves. That's right. So that where is, is her maiden aunt or... Her grandmama or... or even a paid companion. Well, she had a maid, she has, but... She has a lady or something. She had a maid but we that we see in one Once. scene. But she but needs some not kind of... Right. Yeah. yeah, she needs some kind of chaperone. <laughs> it really bothers me. <laughs> you she read just, a lot of historicals. She's Scott. The lady always John, has a chaperone or a watching, companion. I don't remember what it was, but John said something to me about something, and I'm like... I read Regency romance. I said I like the fact in this movie that this guy's an actor and they act like he's you know that's not a good thing to be. Because well, nowadays this is being an actor is like the best thing in the world. Well, because Still. he said because he and said that's how it was in the like, time no one gave a shit. I'm not sure. Oh, you're an actor. Oh, that's too bad. Can't that get was, a real job. It was like uh, what was it? John Wilkes Booth was his brother was an mm-hmm. actor. Yeah, or was he an actor too? I think they were both actors. Yeah, his then, brother was like a well-known. Yeah, like, and when they shot actor. the president, they started they started like hunting down actors because mm-hmm. they said they were untrustworthy and stuff. This is industrial revolution, but but um, all right. Edwin so, Booth. His name was Edwin Booth. Yeah. So uh, Lawrence wants to see his brother's body. Uh, he rides into town and he goes to a, it looks like a slaughterhouse slash mortician place. Yeah, I don't know. And. Uh, the mortician, mortician shows him the body, but tells him not to lift the, the death shroud. But he does anyway. Uh, his brother's horrifically mutilated and partially eaten. He's like, look, dude, you don't want to see this. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Uh, it was bad. He's I was like, not look, expecting the Crypt Keeper. I missed his whole life. I got to see him that. Yeah. You know, the slaughterhouse uh, guy gives Lawrence his brother's personal effects, including a medallion. He said, he said that his father had told him just to bury it with him, but he said it didn't feel right, so he gave it to him. Uh, Lawrence goes to a local pub to have a drink and overhears some of the townspeople and uh, the uh, officers dishonoring his mother. They're talking shit. This I didn't understand either because they called her a gypsy whore or something like that, which made me think that she was a gypsy. But then later on, we find out that he was sent to live with his aunt in America. So was she American or was she a gypsy? <laughs> I wonder... There was some kind of disconnect in the writing here. Well, I, I thought maybe it was his sister, his father's sister. Maybe. But um, his, I thought it was her sister. His mother, uh, yeah, I don't know. His mother was a gypsy, um, and they have a bunch to say about her. Uh, Lawrence ends up throwing a drink in the in one of the men's face, and uh, one of the funny parts about this scene is, is there's two policemen. Uh, the one that has his hat next to him, if you ever watch this again. Has his hat next to him. He's the guy from American World from London that's, that was throwing darts at the board and misses when David asks, or whichever asks yeah, about the, the thing on the so wall. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the podcast, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the patrons says that his father saw a werewolf one time when he was younger and tells him a little quick little story about it. And uh, the inspectors laugh at him and they say, no, we, they think maybe it's the bear because the gypsies have this bear that they have with them that dances and does tricks or whatever. Um, Who doesn't have one of those? You don't have one of those? No, <laughs> not anymore. I had to get rid of it. Mm. Well, I wouldn't allow it in the house. <laughs> Did it eat a guy? <laughs> but uh, Lawrence throws a drink in one of their faces and uh, they, Lies you would. they throw him out and he says, I'll be outside if you want some. 
Tony wants an emu in the house. I said, absolutely not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How big those are? You have to buy them in pairs. <laughs> um, you don't have room for that. Emus are huge. <laughs> you know, ride them around, you know. <laughs> that night... Emus aren't as big as ostriches. You, people get those confused. Uh-huh. Still, okay, ostriches are obnoxiously big. Do you have any... Have you ever stood next to an ostrich? I sit next to an emu. Yeah. And how big is it, Carly? Pretty big. Thank Taller you. than me. Thank you. Thank you. The it's rat- just mostly neck. It's all neck. <laughs> uh, that night, Lawrence and Gwen have dinner with Sir John. Lawrence and his father start verbally sparring, getting on each other's nerves. Gwen gets tired of hearing all this and leaves. Lawrence it's asks. A weird his, scene. Lawrence asks his father, "What could?" Uh, what could have done this to his brother and he asks his dad about the medallion his father says that it's a saint who was also a gypsy and that his brother was kind of a liaison for the gypsy caravan they used to get uh, prostitutes and wine not them personally but for the town Uh, Lawrence goes to see Gwen he apologizes for him and his father and gives her his brother's effects he tells her he's going to try and find out what happened to his brother then Lawrence has some flashbacks to when he and his brother were little, playing with his mom, and then uh, to a time when he wakes up in the middle of the night and goes outside and sees his mother dead in his father's arms. Apparently, she cut her own throat with a straight razor, like you do. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a bad way to go. And uh, if you get, if you're in, if you're watching this movie, Danny Elfman did the music, uh, mirroring the music from Dracula and this sounds really close to the Dracula music at this point oh. in the movie that it's might like, be why Whoa. the music sounded so familiar yeah it's <laughs> very Batman. close so it's the funeral they bury Ben after uh, Lawrence talks to uh, Gwen he explains that his father had him committed to a mental institution for a year when he was younger and that's they don't talk that's one of the reasons it's they don't pretty talk pretty much from the beginning she's been like I know why you don't want to come home because, you know, this whole thing with your dad, he's so distant. And so he and his dad have this not good, she thinks it's very just, tense relationship. She thinks but, it's just normal dad and son stuff. But, but he's like, no, no, my dad's an asshole. Which he seems to, he acts like his dad is an asshole. But Anthony Hopkins seems to be treating him very nice. Yeah. Like he's a bit of an eccentric weirdo. <laughs> but he's he happy to is. see him. He's always kind. He says nice things. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like there was any animosity except for what was in his head. What is I don't know. It just But uh but the animosity is really all on Lawrence's side. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> like it was all about Lawrence's his childhood. Side. He also says that his father shipped him to America to stay with his aunt, like we were saying. Gwen uh, leaves by carriage to go stay in town. That way she's closer to the trains and she can return to London even sooner. Um, so now it's nightfall. It's a full moon. And the gypsies have a camp outside of town. Lawrence goes to talk to them. He brings a medallion that his brother had carried around. He wants to talk to them about it see what they know. He begins to speak with an elderly lady that sells those medallions. Uh, when basically like a posse from town comes in looking to get the the gypsy caravans and pet bear. It's funny and there's like a cop there's like a cop in there too, but he wasn't part of the posse, so was he just hanging out at the gypsy camp with a prostitute? Because he's like, Hey, what's all this? And they're like, We're here for the bear and he's like, That bear didn't do anything. Yeah. It's like, I know I was here. You were here? Uh, no. <laughs> so some police show up and try to calm the townsfolk down. 
when the bear stands up and starts growling after sniffing the air. And now the beast is in the camp. One by one, it slaughters anyone it can get a hold of. Uh, the movie gets a bit brutal here. Severed arms, severed legs, torn off fingers. And I'm thinking right now, I'm like, in the regular version, this part's not in it. <laughs> a guy gets his back torn open. Um, through the chaos, people are trying to get uh, shots off on the beast, but nobody seems to connect anything. Uh, Lawrence chases after it once, he, once it leaves camp. A boy runs off to a, a nearby, I, I don't know, I called it a henge. Because I don't know what it is, but it looks like Stonehenge, but like it a does, small one. It does look like a henge or some um, sort of standing I thought he stones. was going after the boy, so well, the boy wouldn't get eaten. Maybe, yeah. Not going after the beast. I think it was a little of both. That's true. But, uh, so yeah, the boy runs into the fog, and Lawrence is stalking him, the creature, and I guess trying to get the boy. Uh, they're running around the little stones and stuff, and then the beast jumps onto t- Lawrence and tears deeply into his shoulder. Nearby townsfolk and people... Uh, from the caravan, run up on him and shoot the werewolf off of him, and it runs off. Lawrence is taken to the elder gypsy lady, and she sews up the wound. But the other tribes people, the, the I, I don't want to call them gypsies because I know you're not supposed to say that anymore, but I don't know what to call them, so I'm just going to change their names around. Is that bad? Uh, supposedly. But her companions are well, like, hey, don't do this. He yeah. was bitten by the beast. He's going to become a beast. Yeah. Let like, him die. Let him die. And she says, she, they're very, they're very apparently ruled by their belief, and they believe it's wrong to let a man die or kill a man. And, and, then, and then where she, does the man end the yeah, beast begin? The people are saying, well, he's going to kill and hurt so many people that it can't be a sin. And she's like, well, I'm going to do what I need to do. So she saves the man, saves Lawrence. And uh, she's then there's this running theme that kind of rolls around too in the movie that doesn't really make any sense, but it's from the original where only somebody that loves him can kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that, I guess, American War of London 2 and stuff, so I don't know. But it doesn't really connect. It doesn't really stick on anything. It's kind of weird. Um, after Lawrence is brought back to his father's estate, Gwen watches over him. He sleeps for a few days, has some odd dreams about werewolves, and Gwen reads to him. Uh, which is weird. Like, she came back. Like, you don't know this dude from a can of paint. You met him two <laughs> times. Well, I think and she feels did, bad. Cause... You loved his brother, I assume, because you seem really broken up that he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So you loved his brother, and now all of a sudden you're taking care of him, but... I you... said, are they going to end up together at the end? Because that's going to make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they end up somewhere at the end, I'll tell you that much. Well, Singh brings uh, some tea... But when he comes in the room, uh, he and Gwen see that Lawrence is awake now. Uh, They call for the doctor. The doctor examines Lawrence, and he's dumbfounded because Lawrence has recovered remarkably quickly in a very short amount of time. He says uh, he doesn't know what what is the deal with this, but he'll come back at the end of the week and check on him again. He's like, look, I thought you were never going to have use of that arm, and now... Only fine. And you hardly have a scar. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, Later that... Must be uh, Beelzebub. Later that night, Lawrence checks himself in out in the mirror, and now he sees that he's pretty much fully healed. Just a little discoloration. Uh, he talks to uh, to Sign, <clears throat> and, uh, Sing, and uh, the servant is loading up. Sign. <laughs> Sing, I, I, I don't know how to spell. I'm surprised you messed that up though. Yeah. Tony had some fun facts about Sing. That's <laughs> the word Sing with an H on the end. Yeah. <laughs> so Sing. Well, I like Sing because he's a Sikh. And uh, Khan, last name is Singh. He's a Sikh. So, <laughs> from Star Wars? Tony thinks Star it Trek. might be related. Yeah, I think he's related. You think this Singh and Khan? <laughs> yeah. Khan! Well, obviously not a direct descendant because this Singh did not have any children. But uh, perhaps <laughs> perhaps an uncle. 
man. You don't know if this guy got down. You're right. There, there is no TV, okay? You're he's, right. He's, you know, hibbity-dibbity, hibbity-dibbity. Well, this thing... Hibbity-dibbity. It's probably your tallywhacker. He probably sang to half the ladies in India. You're right. Uh-huh. He's loading up on... Uh, his, he's cleaning his guns and weapons and uh, pulling out silver bullets. So now in town... Lawrence is like, are you... Is, is there going to be a war? And he's he, like, sometimes the war comes to you. Well, he, he said... Um, are you hunting magical beasts or something? Because yeah. <laughs> he sees the silver bi- bullets. bullets and he says, sometimes the beast hunts you. So now in town, we get the late arrival to the movie. It's Hugo Weaving from The Matrix, Captain America. He's like Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. He's the third member of the Marvel family after Odin and um, Collector. Yeah. Um, He's Inspector Francis. Chris Hemsworth is in the back. You don't see him. Oh, but he's, he hides. Yeah. He keeps showing up with a hammer. <laughs> he plays a wolf. Played a wolf. <laughs> Inspector Francis Aberline, a Basically, he's, he's a representation of uh, Frederick Aberline, the guy that actually inspected the, that the Jack, Jack the Ripper murders in Whitechapel. He comes... Uh, Johnny uh, Depp played. Yeah. He comes to Talbot's... I remember that movie being upsetting. What? It was Sleepy Hollow was better. From hell, yeah. where, where he played yeah, Al- Angela Lansbury and a twelve-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he comes to Talbot's to speak with Lawrence. He tells the inspector that it was an animal. Uh, Lawrence says, "We Aberlein, try to be quiet with those. You make noise. I know it's frustrating. <laughs> Just make a bunch of noise, and then you can spread them out and eat them one by one. <laughs> um, nah, it's more fun. Our listeners want to hear us eating sweethearts." <laughs> So Lawrence tells the inspector it was an animal. Aberlein seems hesitant, but says that uh, all the others who were attacked died, so he doesn't have any other witnesses. He doesn't know what it was. And the gypsies all said it was, they talk of demons. Yeah. They're not wrong. I know. It was a werewolf. But is this what he says it's weird, though, because there's no natural predators left in England? Yeah, there's no large predators or anything like that. He also brings up his theory that it was an insane man, someone who perhaps had a history of being... Of seeing beasts and uh, being in a mental in mental institution, which is well, you know, Lawrence does not appreciate. I recall another movie where they thought a a super beast was extinct and came back. Yeah, but well, here's the thing: like he obviously says he says he thinks it could have been Lawrence, Mm -hmm. but which doesn't make any sense because Lawrence clearly wasn't in town when his brother was murdered. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was there last night. And could have done those mur- murders, but he clearly wasn't in town when his brother and the other people were murdered a month You don't back. know the power of Satan. Well, he asks him to, you know, he's going to start checking into where he was and all this stuff. But being Lawrence a, is like, go ahead. Being a famous actor, yeah, he was he's obviously... Like, I got uh, lots of alibis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whole, whole theater's full of them. <laughs> it never made sense to me that he suspected Lawrence this whole time because Lawrence couldn't have done the first set of murders. Well, the way I look at it, he's... If he's... Supposed to be the guy that was inspecting Jack the Ripper. Obviously, he never caught him. So maybe he's, you know, projecting yeah. onto this guy. He's like, look, you know, maybe I Perhaps. can catch this, catch this one. Um, so the inspector says, you know, he like Elaine said, he he tries to put it on him, and then uh, he says, well, look, I want to have a doctor, one of my doctors, come and check you out. If that's okay, you know, he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> Then he says, uh, he, when he, when, after he accuses him. 
goodness gracious. Yeah, la, la, la. Keep talking, John. <laughs> After he accuses him, he's like... Uh, Sorry, Elaine was trying to motion for hand lotion and was doing a very bad job. My hands are really dry. They itch. It's <laughs> not how you motion for hand lotion. Okay. <laughs> Believe me, I'm Tony Groshen. Now... <laughs> He says that uh, because you're a famous actor, you Tony know. Tony Groshen is all about lotion. You have, <laughs> you have uh, Hamlet, Richard III, Macbeth, all kinds of people rolling around in your head. Who, who's to say who else might be in there? And Lawrence gets pissed and asks him to leave. He's like, uh, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" Yeah, justifiably. Gwen catches up with Lawrence. Uh, she feels guilty that maybe all of this is a bit her fault. And why? Uh, because yes. she's the one that asked him to come, and if he hadn't come, because Ben was already dead, so him coming. Yeah, but she didn't know Ben was dead. No, but she said, yeah, she thought he ben wouldn't was have come, and he would be in America right now if she He'd hadn't. Be living in America. Also, I was confused because a couple times they talk about how she, how she sent, sent him a telegraph, <laughs> which I thought he lied to his dad, and because he did, they, he didn't want to say that she came to actually see him. So he just said that she sent a telegraph. But then she mentioned that she shouldn't have sent the letter. But and you went there in person. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I feel like there was some kind of maybe a deleted scene <laughs> or something that we missed with yeah, an additional and then, telegraph. And then or, there's a scene that um, John's saying that they have a telegraph machine at the estate and it works or something like that. And I was like, is that supposed to have something to do with it? But they kind of yeah, there, there's some. I feel like something maybe was cut. Maybe, yeah. but and they didn't go back and change. So I shouldn't have come to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Lawrence and don't pull those threads. Gwen have a little moment by the water. He teaches her how to skip stones. Whatever. They have what I like to call a shared. I said, oh, crap. that's a callback to our chasing Amy episode. It's that I'm, sure. I'm going to teach her how to do something flirting move. That works. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. I don't, I don't know that he was trying to flirt exactly, but then once she smiled and it was working, like then he's like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, I like her. But uh, then all of a sudden, Lawrence hears horses coming on the other side of the estate. Some super hearing. He runs up to see it. And well, it's evidently, his wolf power is worth It's a posse. <laughs> There's so, a lot of posses in this movie. It's a large <laughs> group. True. Well, the war world, you don't want to be all by yourself. It's a large group of men, including clergy and a doctor. Uh, they're here to take Lawrence this time. And he's like, Doc, I thought our appointment was until Friday. <laughs> and they jump him. but uh, Which they know it couldn't have been him. He wasn't there. And he was attacked. They know he was... I just... They know he was attacked, so... So they did. They saw him get attacked. Like, we think you're the demon. Like, motherfucker, I was there with you. (laughs) Well, they jump him. But they're like, the moon is going to be full, and we need to get rid of you, I guess. Restrain you. And And uh, John comes out with a rifle and tells them all to get off his lawn. Yeah, he cracks off around and misses. Like, oh, sorry, dude. I was trying to kill you. I'm not, I'm not my aim is what it used to be. He's like, look, Sorry. this is my land, and I can kill you all right now. <laughs> and then he Which tells makes me beep, beep. wonder what his rank is, because they don't, it's not clear. It's, sir, he's a knight. Uh, it's he's, not clear. Uh-huh. And la- he could be a baronet. Well, let me look They're it up. also called sir. Let me look it up. But it just, it makes me wonder what, if he's a noble of some sort, Obviously, rather than a sir. regular landowner. Because there's no different... could get away with killing people. Yeah. Well, either way, he, he gives them the, you know, this is my lawn. Get you off know, it. Get off. You don't have any right here. You don't have a warrant, whatever it is. Get out of here. Also, my servant's upstairs, and he can kill eight of you He's before you even... He's yeah. got the repeater repeater yeah. <laughs> kill eight of you before he has to reload. And they're like, okay, well, we're out. They're like, F this, we're mobile. 
<laughs> Inside, Lawrence thanks John and uh, wants to, to thank uh, Singh. And John says, oh, that's no problem. You can th- thank him once he returns from the market. You're not the only actor in the family. At some point, he, when he first arrived, when Lawrence first arrived, his dad was like, look, I don't understand what you do. Like, that shit's weird. Maybe someday I'll see it. Maybe they don't get it. But now he's like, you're not the only one that can act. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed kind of, in the earlier in the movie, he did seem kind of impressed that uh, his son was quite well known. He had made something of him, so. Yeah, he says his mom probably would have liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen tweets a cut on Lawrence's lip, uh, but then he kind of stares her down. He's starting to get odd urges. He can, like, hear her heart beating. Staring and... at her throat. Yeah. So he leaves later. Uh, that evening and asks Gwen to leave. It's like in the middle of the night. So I know. I was like, oh, she was insane. asleep. I mean, Look, he's either baronet or a knight. That's it. Those are the only two options for sir. Okay. Not that high well, up. I did say he could have been a baronet. You did say that, but I looked Look, it up. Be knowing things. I'm going to go with baronet. Could, well, he heard of I don't know. Baronet. He's not from. Cal- is he from California? Mm. I don't know, but look like he's a sir, so he's not that high up. Enough I'm going with baronet though, from the size of that house. It bothered me they didn't have any servants. So he's a no. and some rooms were filthy and yeah. covered in cobwebs, and well, but the dining room was fine. It just it bothered me. The ones they use. We'll come. To, we'll get to that. But either way, it's not safe. Gwen needs to roll. Uh, she's hesitant, but she agrees and goes by carriage again. The townsfolk and the priest try to set up a trap using a tied-up stag. They board up the windows of the town and start forging silver bullets. But uh, when he tells her to leave, he's like, "I couldn't forgive myself." No, those bugs me with silver it. bullets. Bullet. Bullet. Words are hard. Mm. Bullets. Yeah. In these movies, the casing is also silver. Mm-hmm. That's just wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> but probably, not in this It probably doesn't work as well as brass. Yeah. <laughs> but you said that Singh had brass casings. Singh did. Singh but, did. But the rest but of the, else, they the have, townspeople, when they're making them. They're making silver casings. Well, they that's should ask that's the wasteful, for one. <laughs> because now that each, well, they're probably not ejecting the casings. But still, then they got to go down. That's true. If, you don't, if they're not being... Yeah, but it's wasteful. either way. Yeah, brass is much easier to work with. It's, those are extra bullets you're wasting. Blood. Yeah, <laughs> and when the wolf's there, you want as many <laughs> rounds as you can. <laughs> we ain't getting paid to bring back silver bullets. <laughs> Inspector Abilene goes to the pub, orders a drink, and has a seat. The barkeep comes up and is pissed because he's just lounging around while the monster that ate her husband runs free. He says, "Well, everyone is either at this bar or with a hundred feet of it, so he's going to hang out at this bar." As she tells him. <laughs> He needs to go to Talbot's estate. They're all cursed up there, and that's where the monster's at. He replies, well, being cursed isn't the same as a warrant, and we live by rules. They're what keep us from being in a dog-eat-dog world, and I'll take that drink now. (laughs) Bitch! (laughs) At Talbot's, Lawrence is loading up on weapons. Uh, John asks why. Did he send Gwen away? He says uh, he wants uh, her to be safe. This place is cursed. John leaves and goes out into the onto the property with a lantern. And Lawrence follows him. John goes into his wife's mausoleum. Her crypt has a statue of her resting on top of it. Which is kind of creepy. Yeah. Which looked a lot like... So in the flashback scene where he sees his mom dead in, her, in his father's arms, her body's kind of laid Same. out in a particular way. And the carving on the crypt is looks the same way yeah which is very creepy when elaine dies i'm gonna do the same thing (laughs) (laughs) elaine wants you to burn her as soon as she dies (laughs) within seconds (laughs) don't you remember 
Yes, but and after that, I'm going to have a nice statue of her death position. Also, just take a picture, <laughs> yeah, then and burn it. it. Yeah, and I think I'll put it in this room. <laughs> okay. You won't be here. I'm going to do some weird shit when you're gone. <laughs> and I'll be gone, and it won't matter. There's going to be a gate. Oh, it's going to be fun. A, a gate? A statue, a Deadpool statue. <laughs> I'm finally going to get that foam Deadpool statue. What kind of gate? A Stargate? <laughs> yes. Tony would like a wall and a gate around our house, but it's a it's a bit much for, for zombies. Well, it for keeps the emus house. in. <laughs> oh well, you know if you're gonna get emus, you do We've need asked. a wall and a gate. We How fast do emus run? Um, 40, 50 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. So they go. You can't catch. So them. you got to make sure you got a good to. gate. Yeah. We would have to buy the houses like three down each direction. <laughs> no, I think you'd be all right. So anyway, in her crypt, <laughs> uh, there's a side door that leads downstairs into another area. Um, this small room is filled with candles and has a prominent picture of his mother. Painting, I should say. In a creepy-ass chair. In a creepy-ass chair. In the center. Yeah, with like restraints a, on it. Like a restraint chair. Yeah, yeah. that's creepy. It looks comfortable, though. <laughs> um, John is there. He explains that he's pretty much been dead inside ever since his mother has gone. Uh, John locks Lawrence out of the room and says, Sorry, but there's worse days ahead, ahead for you, I'm afraid. The beast will have his day. The beast will out. But I don't think they'll kill you, Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence shifts into uh, the werewolf, American Werewolf in London style. Uh, the same guy did the special effects for both of these movies. I just want to point out that when we found the creepy room in the crypt, John thought that the mother wasn't dead and that she was the werewolf. I'm like, oh, the mother's the werewolf. That would be cool, would be right? Cool. Yeah. And then when it wasn't, I was totally let down. <laughs> I was still very confused at this point because when John like brought up that the that mom the werewolf and keeps her alive could have been the werewolf, yeah. he loves the her, room was so obviously good. empty. So if she had escaped, that would make sense mm-hmm. why there was killings now. And I thought we were going to run into mom, the werewolf. I was still very, com- I was very confused. That would have been cool. That would have been a nice twist instead of what we get. Well, Lawrence shifts, howls at the moon, and the howl can be heard all over Blackmore. Inspector Abilene uh, runs outside. Because when I hear big, scary wolf howl, I'm going to go outside on my horse, a fucking loan. <laughs> this is not a, a good plan. He's a policeman. That's his job. This is a terrible plan. That's his job. He rode away from all the people he's supposed to protect. Yes, towards <laughs> the bad guy. That's his job. And while he's out there, the bad guy circles around and murders everybody in the town. I didn't say he was good at it. <laughs> I'm just saying. He it's a terrible plan. He didn't catch the ripper. Either way... Uh, a few actors came and helped them record sounds for the howl, one being Gene Simmons, mm. one being David Lee Roth. Oh, David Lee Roth, yeah. And he was just the gigolo. <laughs> I love that song. Who doesn't love just a gigolo? By matter of fact, that should be the closing song today. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be. If it's not, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, well. Hummala, bibbala, bubble. The hunters wait at the trap, um, and... They're obliged because the wolfman shows up and tears them all to pieces. Slash I don't know if you talked about how they made a big trap. They did. They dug a hole. It's, 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 they dug a hole and then they had this deer or a stag. Yeah. And so the wolfman comes and he grabs the stag and he falls in the pit. And they're like, we got him. But then one of the dumbasses also falls in the pit. <laughs> and he tears him up. And then he jumps out. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Pretty much rips almost all of them apart. Uh, the last one runs away and then falls waist deep into a bog. As the beast approaches him, he shoots him and a few times, wings him with one of the shots in the shoulder, but it doesn't stop him. 
And then once the uh, werewolf's about to get him, he holds the gun up to his head and pulls the trigger. Click. Click. It's empty. And then the werewolf tears his head off. And Elaine said, well, that's probably a better way to go. <laughs> and then I let her know that when your head gets cut off, you're still lucid for a few seconds. Yeah. Like, you know your head just got cut off. But you can't yell because now you have no vocal cords. You can't but- move your head because your jaw's no longer attached. I mean, you have some problems, but you, you still are lucid. They yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> they think because when you look at someone with their head cut off, they're going to be looking at you. And they can blink and stuff. And like, well, this motherfucker's tall here. Mm. Oh, there he goes. Inspector Abilene looks, <laughs> looks around and searches over the grisly little scene. Um, now it's uh, daytime the following day. Lawrence wakes up covered in blood. Hiding in a tree. A, hiding in a split tree hollow. Right right by his dad's house. And, yeah, and how dad's did he get dad, back there? You were a very, very bad man. <laughs> you did bad things. Yeah. You did bad things. Just then. Lawrence. And he kind of looks at himself. He's like, fuck, I'm covered in blood. And then he runs. And then a whole other crew rides Here up. Here comes another posse. That's all they do is ride back and forth from the Talbot State. How do you state. get that job? Yeah. What do you do? I ride a horse to the Talbot State every day. This time, it's a lot more policemen and Aberlene's with them. This time, uh, they're going to take him. John apologizes to the inspector, and the uh, men take him back to a mental inst- to the mental inst- asylum. The same. He one. did the all. You you were right. Welcome. I was wrong. My son is a crazy person. Take him back. Lawrence is tied into a chair rig that they have set up, and one that when one of the assistants cranks the handle, it lowers him down into a large ice bath. That was like, fucked me up. Elaine said, "I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this." And I left the room. But they're like, "Look, dude, we thought we cured you when you were a kid. It's the same doctor." And they're like, well, we've come a long way. But then while he's in the water, he has a flashback of himself in the water yeah. as a kid. Why Which, was the doctor covered in blood? I don't know. I left yeah. the room for a good five well, minutes and did not come back. You know, it wasn't like, five minutes. Okay. Uh, he was doing a lobotomy next door. <laughs> well, the other thing that, the, the thing that I thought about was neat was uh, the large ice, ice bath they gave him. You remember they had the large ice tank in session nine, too. Yeah. So maybe that's just the way they try to shock them out back in the day. It is. I try not to read up on that because it was terrible. It really upsets me. Lawrence keeps screaming, where's my father? Where's my father? Um, I'm going to kill him. They start shocking him with this this shock therapy and filling him with drugs. Um, They keep sticking needles in his neck. Yeah. And then you keep seeing his neck as it gets more puncture wounds and it's all bruised and gross. He has a bunch of hallucinations. We see... They used to do this to him when he was a child, and uh, then after however long they torture him, he wakes up uh, in a cell, and his father is there. It's not clear whether his father's really there or not there, because he has, like, delusions, like he think he dreams of Gwen. I um, thought his father was there. Yeah, he gives him a straight razor. Yeah, he does, but he is there, but at first it's not really clear whether you watched, there's a lot of hallucinogens. <laughs> I didn't see any of these. John explains that while he was hunting in India... The locals told him of a strange, one-of-a-kind animal up in the mountains, and he wanted to go hunt it. So he climbed up in the mountains for days and days. And then finally, he found this cave that the creature lived in. But it wasn't a huge monster. It was a small feral boy. And the boy... That looked like Gollum. Uh-huh. <laughs> it did. It did. And the boy, the boy did, however, bite John on the arm. And uh, he climbed back down, got away from him, and he thought maybe it was some kind of joke they played on him. But it was not a joke, and ever since then, he was a werewolf. We find that John killed his wife and his son. He killed Ben because he was going to move away with Gwen. Gwen apparently resembles John's wife a great deal. So He it loved her very much. Rekindled, his de- rekindled him from his depression. 
John says he was okay with it. He was okay with his son leaving with Gwen, but the beast inside of him was not okay with it. Normally, uh, Singh would lock him up uh, every full moon, but a little while back, he got particularly upset and got drunk, and when Singh came to tie him up, he knocked him out. And, uh, he was then, a bare-knuckle boxer, you know. Yeah, he mentions he was a bare-knuckle boxer. Singh was lucky he didn't get murdered right then. Yeah, and he was a bare-knuckle boxer in America. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it, it is his, his sister. sister. <laughs> and Abel. Um, Jinx. <laughs> Lawrence is understandably furious, but he's chained to the wall by the throat and can't do anything. He punches at his dad and like clotheslines him and he falls down. That had hurt. And his dad laughs because his dad is apparently a crazy person. And a douchebag. But John says, I will help you, though. Yeah, it'll be a full moon tonight, so if this is all too much for you to handle, and he drops a straight razor on his chest and then leaves. The asylum doctor brings Lawrence into a lecture hall filled with, um, I assume, other doctors, and uh, they explain that Mr. Talbot is mentally scarred and be- and believes he and his father are werewolves. He has these delusions. He has him in, a, in the restraint chair in front of a large window. He says the moon will be visible soon, so that way Lawrence can see the moon and realize that this is all delusions. He's not a werewolf. And, you know, you see where this is going. This is the first step and to his he recovery. Starts, he starts yelling at them, but he's been gagged. So they take the gag off, and he's like, I'm going to kill you all. You don't understand. I'm going to kill you all. And it sounds like he's threatening them, but really he's trying to but warn them. But he's begging them. them to put a yeah. stop to it. Stop me from doing this. So he sees the moon and hulks out and trashes a bunch of people, including... I love how the, the uh, psychiatrist dude is just talking and talking and talking as he transforms, and all the doctors are, like, dude. pointing, and they're like... <laughs> <gasps> See, now this is where you know it's a movie, because as soon as someone's turning into a werewolf in the room you're in, you just leave. Like, you don't wait, you just go. You know, go not oh, everybody... You know what? Not everybody has the same flight or fight, fight or flight response. I can't lie, I'd have to see a little bit of it. <laughs> Tony would be like, "Here it is, my chance for immortality." No, I'd be like, oh, "Are you changing? Is that a muscle spasm? Is no, it? that's a third claw. I'm out. <laughs> if there's a mobile, he's got claws." No, Tony would be I like, "I did want to see some of it though." He'd lean over to talk, tell me it's time like, to go, and I'd already be let gone. Let me get my selfie. I'm out. Tony would be like, "Oh man, I was really hoping for vampirism, but all right, like the anthropy it is. Beggars can't be choosers." But they go to try to Just get the out. forearm, please. <laughs> You can really just be like, all right, so I figured out how to be immortal. I'm a werewolf. Be like, that's funny. I ran outside. There's a vampire here. Oh, <laughs> just man. missed it. And Carly came out. Oh, there was Frankenstein down the street, <clears throat> and he had Nards too. <laughs> but uh, they all try to get out, and they end up locked in the room, and they can't get out because the door opens. Everline, Everline came in too to see. He sees now that Talbot is a werewolf, and the where uh lawrence grabs the psychiatrist that uh, tortured him and throws him out a window and he lands perfectly on uh impaled in effects. iron spike and fence. by now they've like pushed the doors and they're all running and i was like well now he's not in the room maybe you should stay in the room <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so uh, he smashes out the window and then jumps out and runs uh, inspector Aveline comes uh after him chasing him firing a pistol as, as the wolf man runs on the rooftops Seems like the Wolfman should be way faster than Inspector Aberlein and leave him in the dust. Well, I was like, there's no way he's keeping up with the wolf. He's running on the roofs and he can jump really far. And run I know, really but fast. he's got some parkour skills. And I say he's no Dennis Hopper, but he gets pretty damn close for somebody that's running and shooting at somebody that's running on rooftops. We'll discuss this later. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's kind of close on a couple of shots. I was like, damn, this guy's pretty good. He's going to get an honorable mention on the best shots. <laughs> honorable mention? Nice. Yeah, he, yeah, he for, didn't, for one well, later. If he was shooting for shit, he wouldn't have got a whiff, but he was getting close. He might get a little whiff. 
He got a little bit of a whiff. He does. He does make an amazing. He's no Marvel shot man. Later on. Um, he tells his men. He runs it to him. Of course, they check on the gunshots, and he tells his men, "Look, everybody, arm, arm up, and follow. Catch up with him. Follow him." Uh, you have any silver bullets by any chance? Now this no. part. <laughs> Which, why? Why? Why would that guy have silver bullets? This part pretty much has to be an homage. Uh, there's a the werewolf jumps down in the middle of the London streets and runs through around chopping people up. Uh, Victorian England. He causes a panic and uh, one of the guy one guy runs toward a bus, falls, and the bus runs him over and then falls over on its side and crashes. This is exactly what happens in American World for London. The guy runs, gets run over Tony by was the like, bus. This is yeah. America. Because like, I'm looking, I'm like, did they have double decker buses like that back then? It looked like it was steam powered, but I don't yeah. even know. Well, they it looked like trains. some sort of trolley. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, did they Maybe have they that? Did. Or was, I don't know. It was Industrial Revolution. Or just they like were, the, they, they were motorizing everything, everything they could. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, all kinds of weird things. Like, yeah, you know, the hydrozeppelin blimp, and it's like they didn't have that. Oh yeah. This is where we get steampunk. There was there was a bunch of weird vehicles in the beginning that didn't turn out well. This could have been a something well they had steam powered cars mm-hmm. jay leno's got one it's from stanley it's mm-hmm. called the stanley steamer not the royal cleaner i know it's a pretty cool car <laughs> the stanley yeah, steamer cool. company is named after stanley steamer the car yeah but anyway right. it's a really cool car it tops out like 35 oh. uses a lot of water though <laughs> <laughs> well Aberlene's crew is growing uh they get a good beat on the beast and they all open fire as it basically runs down this one street um, they fire, 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 but... It jumps over them. It clears them <laughs> and keeps going. And he's like, oh, God, help us. <laughs> and then the creature falls asleep next to the River Thames and basically under a bridge next to it. Uh, then Lawrence wakes up. He's covered in blood again. Some, does he drink from it as the beast? Yeah, yeah the wolf drinks so. from it. I was like, ooh, that river was... You want need that, healing, <laughs> need that healing factor at that point, I imagine. But, uh, <laughs> But then um, he's covered in blood again. He kind of cleans himself off. He wakes up and goes to Gwen's uh, antique um, store. He tells her the deal. I was he, like, this is weird. She has a shop? Yeah. That yeah, she just left one. for who knows how long? Who's run? Is this her father's shop? Again, where are they, her people? Well, they <laughs> talk about her dad, meaning her dad. For, when, she, when she goes to stay in town for the funeral and talks about being closer to the train, she, may, she mentions her father. Like, so it seems like she has people. Perhaps, but we don't see any of those people. <laughs> well, Lawrence wakes up and goes to see her. He tells her the deal. His dad's a werewolf and killed his mom and Ben. And now she, he's a werewolf. And he's a werewolf. She thinks somehow she can help him. And uh, he says, no, you can't. And uh, She says, look, if it's possible to be a werewolf, then it's possible that anything is possible. <laughs> Which is, you know what, a good assumption. It's good because logic. you know what, werewolves are real. So what else? Yeah. Can't argue that logic. Uh, but and he, he says, he's like, he's like, okay, you, well, you whatever. Can try, but <laughs> I gotta go to my dad. Yeah, so I'm gonna I can go kill him. Kill him <laughs> Gwen gets him to try to stay, and they kiss, and then the. Uh, she wants to save him through the power of love. The inspector. <laughs> mm, little Huey Lewis action. Inspector Abilene, who's... I don't know how he didn't catch the fucking <laughs> Jack the Ripper, because this motherfucker's on it. Uh-huh. He didn't sleep that night. He came right over to her fucking place. <laughs> he comes to her shop. He asks if he's seen uh, Lawrence. And she says no. And, she's, and he's she like, goes, Lawrence who? Lawrence you're Fishburne. fucking lying. <laughs> he says, you're a lying ass. And he drags her ass away. And I was like, ooh, they're trying Throws to catch And he looked like they were arresting her. And I'm like, why are they arresting her? They haven't even found him yet. No, they're not trying to arrest her. They're manhandling her, trying to get but Lawrence it, it to come like, out. It looked like they were going to put her, put her in the paddy wagon. 
And then they search the place, but they can't. I like, like how he's like, come on out. And he's, he's looking at a mirror, and he shoots the mirror. He sees a little the demon mouth thing. Yeah. It's a weird statue behind it. Yeah. And they're it like, like that's a, a lot of bad luck. Because it's a little devil statue. <laughs> yeah. But Lawrence is gone. He's walking down the street, and he sees a kid. Yeah, there's a ABB out for him, basically. He's all over the newspaper. and He buys ladies. all the newspapers. Yeah, he buys them all. <laughs> like, dude, there's, they're going to get you. That's always the thing. They buy all the newspapers or they buy all the magazines as if there's if this one stand is yeah. all that they got. <laughs> uh, later, Gwen starts researching uh, lycanthropy. She uh, thinks there's some connection between that and the gypsies. So she starts going to look for their caravan. And she eventually finds them. Uh, and the elder. Gwen says, uh, I need to save him. And the elder lady explains, look, there's no cure. The only way to save him is to set him free. And she goes, you know what that means, don't you? And, she's and then like, she played with her forehead. Like, but I'm not ready. I can't do it. And she's like, mm-hmm. and then, but at the end of that conversation, she seems ready. She's like, you're going to risk your life for this. <laughs> it's a very quick turnaround in her feelings there. Yeah. Inspector Abilene uh, sets up his men in basically like sweeping... Uh, patrols at the most likely spots that they can find him and he tells him if you see Lawrence you shoot him don't engage him don't talk to him kill him Lawrence makes it back to Talbot's estate he finds Singh is dead horrifically murdered I was so sad for Singh yeah like he tortured him it looks like yeah Everlene spots Singh never did anything to you except for what you wanted him to do lock you up at the full moon yeah you shit and take care of your house and all your shit but now Daddy has said, look, I kept the beast locked up for 25 years. I'm letting him So free. now Papa's got to bring me back. Ooh. Hey! <laughs> Abilene spots Gwen headed for Talbot's and follows and signals his men. Lawrence snatches Singh's key off of his neck and goes to his monster hunting armory, loading up on silver bullets. He stalks his father around the house. He hears the piano playing. Yeah. And he goes, and there's a dead dude. And I'm like, who's, who's that? that dude? I know who it is, though. Remember when he sent the people and he said, go to, when Aberline or Aberline sent his guys out and they said, Carter, or is it Carter? Oh, I forget his Hasn't name. reported back. Well, he it's said, the cop that was stationed outside yeah, of their house. Yeah, because he goes, look, oh. you go to Main Street or whatever. You go to 4th Street, whatever. I don't know the names. And then he goes, but you, oh. you go to the Talbot Estate and stay there, but not too close. He's like, okay. And then... then and he yeah. never reported. And never that, shit was too couch. close. He's dead on the couch. Ah, okay. Well, daddy's playing piano. Looks like he was shot in the head, though, so at least yep. he wasn't He was shot by the, the heart. beast. You're to blame, because, darling, you give love. A bad man. <laughs> that's, that's hurtful. <laughs> hurtful. I was just doing a bit, you see, because it's hurtful. A little Bon Jovi. Hurtful. I was talking to Carly. <laughs> His father continues to play and recites the Bible. It's Luke 15, 11, 32. It's the prodigal son. Uh, call back. Ezekiel 25, 17. <laughs> it's a callback to the beginning when he first sees him, and he says the prodigal son returns And uh, at the beginning of the film. John walks up to Lawrence. Lawrence has a shotgun on his father point blank at his chest, and John has the cane. John asks him if... Uh, Where did John get his cane? He probably left it at the house. I well, Lawrence, all of Lawrence's stuff was at the house. Because he was taken into custody and taken to the loony bin. That's true. So the loony bin. And every other time he leaves, he's a werewolf. So, yeah. so we yeah, probably went through his stuff shit. and was like, "Ooh, what a snazzy cane! I think I like it." And I was like, "Ooh, the cane's gonna be important." <laughs> no, Carl got all excited. I, yes, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very much like the glaive. It's tertiary. It's a tertiary one. <laughs> Still so, pronounced glaive. It's uh, not. <laughs> 
it had the wolf on the top, I was like, that's a, that's, that might be like, and silver in it. And yeah. So John asks uh, Lawrence, he goes, do you have the silver bullets in there? And he says, yeah. And then he lifts, he uses the cane and lifts the barrels like, to his face. You have me at a disadvantage then. Then Lawrence uh, kind of resolves himself and says, damn it, and pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. Click. He goes, I, he goes, I took the uh, powder out of those shells years ago. I was like, damn, that's a baller move. Then John, <laughs> John beats Lawrence down and then lifts up the lifts up his arm to use the silver cane on him. Boom! But it doesn't. It <laughs> and Carly gets upset. I was upset. Uh, like I said, that's how they, the original movie ends. His dad beats him to death with the silver cane. Um, and his dad's not a werewolf in the original one. I was going to say, was his dad a werewolf in the original? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> the, uh, the two fight, they do this wrestling thing they both shift into the werewolf and start saber and i thought this uh fight here was gonna be a lot cooler yeah it was not cool they saber tooth run at each other a lot and uh the fighting his dad's kicking his ass well he's yeah. more experienced yes. keeps calling him a pup and his dad was a fighter when he was young yeah that's true he's that's got right. more experience fighting and being a wolf he was a bare knuckle uh he's a hunter champion too he's well, a wild game hunter the house is filled with <laughs> Him. And he's letting the beast take over, so he's more in tune with his natural, with his yeah. beastly instincts. Whereas Lawrence, Port- Lawrence so is still. So they both into werewolves, and a basketball game broke out. <laughs> it's like uh, Gwen says, "I know he's still in there. I want to try to save him." Lawrence is fighting the beast, whereas his dad it's all about is, it. is like, "Come on, I'm the beast." <laughs> they slash and bite at each other, uh, but they heal back up. Eventually, Lawrence kicks his father into the fire. That. Uh, I think it's, I called it a Phoebe Cates-sized fireplace, because this thing is monstrous. It is. Phoebe Cates' dad might have fit down there. <laughs> His dad bursts well, the into flames. This, remember, there's no central heat. Here. Yeah, that's true. So you need to have a big-ass fireplace to get some, otherwise you Multiple, die. Yeah. <laughs> So his dad bursts into flames, and uh, while he's burning, Lawrence slashes his stomach open. Uh, he sees that that doesn't really do much effect, and then eventually just cuts his head off. Well, he bitch slaps him to death. Yeah. Gwen and Inspector Abilene run in. Uh, Abilene goes to shoot Lawrence with the silver bullets, but Gwen stops him. Lawrence bites Abilene on the shoulder and throws him aside. Gwen picks up the gun, but Abilene throws a fucking spear into this Lawrence. This was amazing. Then attempts to amazing. fight him with a halberd. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that was amazing. That dude is Again, good to throw it. I, I, I need a movie about how good Jack the Ripper was, because this guy beat this guy. Abilene's ridiculous. And then I was like, holy shit, and... John says that uh, Dennis Hopper went, eh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Because I thought like, that I was... I a guy in Laos, but that was impressive. <laughs> his, I don't know what kind of... Uh, I don't know how well he knows how to use a spear, but that was pretty decent. It was really good. That was his first time? Yeah. So the wolf sees Gwen making a break for it and is half a yard away, so he runs after her. And uh, Abilene chases after them with the silver cane. Again teasing Carly. <laughs> also, a large group of inspectors are pulling up with them this time, and they have torches. So Gwen stands near the... Uh, she's running and running and running. And I thought, oh, she's running somewhere that's personal to him because she's going to try to reach him. I but thought she was just running and I running and running. I thought it was intentional where she was going, but then you get the impression it's not. She's just running, and then she gets to the water, and she's like, oh, fuck, there's, there's a cliff. Well, well, I thought, <laughs> well, the first time I saw it, I thought that where they ran to was that place where they were skipping stones yeah. but that's a cliff and that wasn't so I know I thought she was running to that place yeah. where she was going to try to reach him at this place that was his safe haven when yeah. he was a kid 
But no. But she stands she's near a running. small small cliff, and Wolf Lawrence approaches. She tries to Black Widow talk him. You know, sun's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> and and uh, it seems to work. And he and drops the gun. Uh, Wolfman says Gwen, and doesn't kill her. Uh, dogs come growling from the hunting pack, and the Wolfman looks back at them and howls at them. Gwen uses this moment to grab the revolver, and just then, just then, Lawrence sees her, gets angry, and goes to bite her head off, and she blows a hole through him. He falls over, but then grabs her arm and turns back to human and says thank you, and then dies, just as everyone. She's gets like, there. "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and he's like, "Thank you." Yes, Aberlene. But there was a time because we know his dad has been living as a wolf man, and mm-hmm. he has this place where you can tie him up. Yeah. Where I was like, "Is she going to reach him?" And they're going to get away and just be together at the house. <laughs> what the house burned down, by the way. Yeah, that means... Tony didn't mention that. The house is gone. Well, it, it said it caught fire, but yeah, it's But not. the mausoleum is still there. Yes. With the but comfy they, chair and, they and the crib. And they and they you know, he's the heir. <laughs> well, Aberlene, Aberlene looks uh, at Lawrence's body and then at the cane and finally at the moon, and he looks worried because yeah. he got bit. Yeah, because he's a werewolf now. And I thought he was going to die, but he is still up he's and tough. still running, and he's not dying. Post-credit werewolf scene? No, unfortunately not. But, uh, Gwen takes us out with a narrative. There's no sin attached to killing a beast, only in killing a man. But where does one begin and the other ends? We see the countryside, and then the howl echoes out. Presumably Aberlene, I guess. And that is the end. All right. So what did you think of it, Elaine? Okay. So my favorite scene is what is the rampage in London, starting with killing all of the evil doctors and then just rampaging through London. It was pretty good. I enjoyed that whole thing. My favorite character is Sing. Sing? Yes, Sing. My least favorite character is Dr. Honegger, which was the guy that tortured him. And uh, my favorite line is when his dad says, Never look back, Lawrence. The past is a wilderness of horrors. My favorite tertiary object is the griffin gargoyle that the werewolf perches on to howl when he's in London. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, I'm giving this a nay for... There are two reasons. One, the movie felt a little disjointed. There's like this long, boring, <laughs> semi-tense, confusing first half of this movie or first two-thirds of this movie it's very slow but it doesn't really seem to be building anywhere and it's there's some confusing things to me and then a very action-packed end which if the action had begun a little sooner and they had kind of caught it up a little bit better like I just I thought it was disjointed and then um I literally had to leave the room during when they were when he was in the in- Asylum. I can't mm. handle that movies. I never ever want to watch this again. So. <laughs> I was really upset. So it's a, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> All right, uh, Carly. All right. My favorite character was Sir John Talbot, the dad. Mm. I, I almost picked him. I he thought was, he was awesome. Until he turned out to be the bad guy. I loved his tiger coats and his. <laughs> he was a cool dude. My least favorite character was Aberlene because. He thought Lawrence did all the killings, but he knew Lawrence couldn't have done all the killings. <laughs> and it pissed me off how he got so fixated on him and didn't rule him out when he knew he couldn't have done the first killings. It bothered me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was a badass with a gun and a spear, but he shouldn't have been going after Lawrence. He should have been going after somebody else. 
My favorite line was the same as Elaine's. And as soon as they said it, I was like, that's going to be my favorite line. <laughs> I liked it too. <laughs> my favorite scene was when his dad visits him at the asylum. I don't know if you saw that scene. <laughs> I did. I'd come back into the room by then. And he has, his dad explains to him how he contracted lycanthropy. And, uh, and then he has the second flashback of his mom's death. And now he sees his father as a wolf. I thought that was a cool scene. My favorite tertiary object are the goggles that his dad wears. Because I'm like, the fuck is he wearing these goggles? No, when he's looking at the moon. He wears them later just outside. Uh, he's just wearing them. Those are his spectacles. <laughs> the man just likes a good goggle. I agree that it's a little too long. I, I kind of wish we had watched the shorter version. I kind of want to see the shorter version. Would the shorter version have made sense? Yeah. Or is that why people didn't like this movie? Because it doesn't make sense. The long version makes sense, but it's a little too long. Well, we know that there, it's 20 minutes longer, but we don't know how much is additional footage or just different edits. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to watch it again to find Yeah, it out. could be a completely different edit. Yeah. I got nothing going on. Rather than just additional <laughs> footage. I would watch it. I, I'm curious to see it. I liked this movie. I liked the use of the flashbacks. I thought that was cool. But it drew me in, this movie did. I'm going to give it a May Bay. I would like to see the shorter version and see if I like it better. All right. John? All right. Well, my favorite character is also Sir John Talbot. It didn't bother me at the end. He turned out to be a bad guy. I thought he was a lot of he fun. He played it very well. Yeah. He was, like, just creepy enough in the beginning for him to be interesting. And he had a lot of the really good I was lines. like, I like that dude, but I feel like he has secrets. Yeah. And then um, Tony just gave me this look like, you think? <laughs> I, he was almost my favorite character. I really went back and forth. My least favorite character was Lawrence. Mm. Yeah, I, I just didn't... He didn't do enough for me for there to be angst or to be on his side. I just didn't really care. That reminds mm. me. Tony told me after we watched it that he thought they needed a little bit better of an actor to carry this movie and through. Then Benicio del Toro is a good actor. It's just he, he wasn't good he in this. Yeah, this like, didn't. Like he phoned this one in. He clearly, you could tell because because of what I've read, he really wanted to be in this movie. But I think it was one of those things where it was somebody needed to be picked for this movie. Like it's you know, yeah, you love this movie and that's cool, and you love this character. It doesn't. You don't really fit it. Didn't, yeah, it didn't work for him. I don't know. I thought the script was a little like I don't know if it's the editing of this movie, but I feel like the actual script was very weak. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay. When they're like Anthony Hopkins is being really weird and creepy and eccentric and interesting, his character was very interesting. But and all we're feeling from Lawrence is that he doesn't like his dad, but we don't have any reasoning. There's yeah. not enough, yeah, I'm but he should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, the there's past that dude has and the life he lives yeah. now, he should be quite an eccentric. I feel interesting. like so there's was... <laughs> sorry. It is I don't think you are. You do it every week. We're just elaborating on what you oh, said. I don't remember where I was now. My favorite. <laughs> All three of us interrupted you. I don't know why you have to look at me Your like it was just me. Your least favorite character was Lawrence. Your favorite you character go. was Sir John. My favorite line was also that one, but I have a backup um, from Gwen. It said that there is no sin in killing a beast, only in killing a man. But where does one begin and the other end? I liked that one, too. It's a good line. also liked her line about how, if it's true, then it could all be true. Magic. God. That was a really good line. Yeah, that was a really good line, but I couldn't find it in the, in the um, quotes, so mm. didn't use it. Um, my favorite scene. scene is when they're coming to get Lawrence and his dad cracks off around. He's <laughs> like, you're trespassing. I will kill you all. And if you come back, and I also have Sing on the roof with a 
Peter would appear to rifle hook kill eight of you before he has to reload. <laughs> and then and later on, like, like, all right, peace out. <laughs> it's like, you're not the only one in that family that can act. That's good. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the cane. Because I like the cane, and I didn't see any Wolfman nards, so it had to be the cane. Mm-hmm. I will yay this movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was a nice take on a Wolfman genre. Um, not the best one out there, but not the worst either. Mm-hmm. What's the best one? The best Wolfman movie? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I'm going to go with Underworld Rise of the Lycans. <laughs> if you're not sure about that, you should go back to the Underworld Rise of the Lycans podcast. See what I did there? Made a full circle. Elaine hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I also think Team Wolf the is other better. night. Team Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I think Team Wolf is a better wolf movie, but I've always loved it. The other night, Audra sent me a text message because she had just listened to that episode, and she goes, you're right about that movie, but the first two movies are real good. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Audra agreed with me. American Wolf in London is better than this movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I told... Tony kept saying how similar this movie was to... Um, American Werewolf in London and Dracula and I said well Elaine has to like it more than Dracula and he goes she couldn't like it any less <laughs> I do there's the same problem with mismanagement of younger women <laughs> you don't put them on the first floor is what I hear I will tell you it does I will tell you that I did enjoy this more than Dracula and where are these girls parents <laughs> I was immensely. Where honestly, are her parents? <laughs> honestly, if I you, didn't, here's the thing: you would not live with your fiance before you got married in this time period. Where, where are the people? Where are her people? Um, she was living in the house for the funeral. I will say, if it hadn't been for the uh, asylum stuff, I would have maybe it. But like okay. that, just totally was like, I'm sorry, I can't ever. Yeah, no, gotcha. All right. All right, my favorite character is Singh. <laughs> I said, I want yeah. his movie. I want this uh, Sikh monster hunter running around uh, India. Least favorite, um, I liked them all. I liked all the characters. I thought they filled their roles very well, even if, you know, I don't agree with what they did. They're all great. My favorite line is uh, a a line John says to Lawrence when they're looking at the moon in the beginning. He says, the orbed maiden with fire laden, with uh, fire laden whom mortals call the moon. It's uh, from a poem called The Cloud. The poem is by Percy Shelley, Mary Shelley's husband. Mm. wrote Frankenstein favorite scene is the gypsy camp attack because besides all the mutilations which is you know just fun for the family is, uh, <laughs> I like when I like when the wolf tackles somebody it looks like he was tackled by a 250-300 pound beast going 70 miles an hour which you don't really get to see in movies normally like the guy's standing there and boom the guyy's gone mm-hmm. it looks like NFL on steroids it's great favorite object is the king um, see it's really cool object but it's not utilized. No, I know. That's, <laughs> why, that's my favorite tertiary object. Yeah. I like the glaive where it was important. <laughs> um, for, as I say, the, as everyone said, I think the movie was too long. And I think they should have shifted focus away from the father to, I think it should have been more of Abilene versus uh, Lawrence. You know, him trying to catch a killer. And maybe he's a killer, maybe he isn't. I thought yeah. that would have been more fun. But it's hard because Anthony Hopkins is just so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a yet, of course. But, I think uh, that's why my favorite character was Anthony Hopkins is that he's I a good actor. He does well. He just kind of, I don't know, I'd have to read the script, but it's it, to me, if you look at it, it looks like he just kind of stole this whole movie. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're just going to play this father. You're just like this little thing until the end. He's like, okay, anyway, that's I'm taking the, this whole movie. Like, <laughs> that's the Wolfman yeah. movie that would be interesting. 
how he became the wolf man, showing him with the, as with the kid, the little kid. Well, showing the, him no. as a big game hunter and him and Singh traveling through India and then the creepy little boy that attacks him and then seeing him turn into the wolf and Singh trying to you know, tell explain to him what happened and how they hatched this plot to lock him up. And then he like, kills his wife. <laughs> Yeah. And his son sees him. And well, not even that far, but just maybe the end is is you see Singh locking him up and then the full moon. Like, just that part. Wolfman Begins. Yeah, something like that. I would watch that movie. I would too, but <laughs> nobody, nobody watches this movie. So, <laughs> so they're not going to make another one. Yeah. Well, maybe they should make this maybe one. Maybe they can get um, Christian Bale to be the Wolfman. Wolf <laughs> the only thing can find someone to direct it who's good at mm. that kind of thing. I don't know. Carly? Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs, and on Twitter at unmovie podcast. You can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com and please share the podcast with your friends and go back to listen to all our episodes. We love to hear from you too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead. Next week on the podcast is Carly's pick. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I don't think John's going to like my next pick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? It makes me go. <sighs> what I'm going to go with one I found on Netflix. Interesting. It's called the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peels Pie Society. The what? Um, <laughs> C John doesn't C. like the title. <laughs> I'm going to name it. The Guernsey what? Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Uh, who wants potato peel pie? That sounds <laughs> disgusting. Where's Netflix? Hold, hold, hold you find it. out in the movie. Okay. You've seen this? Yes. Who's in this? Oh, All right. uh, some some actors from Downton Abbey that I recognize. It's, just, it's a British movie. <laughs> so, uh, bring it back. Bring it back. That <laughs> she's like, oh my god, the title of this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> Does anybody wear a wig that's made of yak hair? That's oh. all I need no, to know. No, no, no wigs. The Guernsey, spell Guernsey for me. G U E R N S E Y. Use it in a sentence. It's a place. Okay. It's an island. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a last name. It's no. two fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually thought so about this. Crawl. <laughs> it's like two hours and four minutes. So, and I was like, oh, so long. Oh. Longer than crow. Oh. I was like, Tony's gonna be so mad about those four minutes. A London writer bonds with the colorful residents of Guernsey. Wait, wait, I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> the book club they formed during World War II German Oh my god, this is gonna be so terrible. <laughs> this is this is what I live for. Making you guys watch movies you would you know never what? watch. <laughs> Yeah, you do uh, it to me though. Uh, what? I've seen more martial arts movies <laughs> since we started this podcast. Hey, what was the number one movie that changed the, that uh, you were surprised? What was the biggest surprise? You were like, wow, that was a good movie. That was good. Yeah. Okay then. I don't know. 